that come through the death of Christ. But what happens when he turns that back to us and he says, hey, I died for you. Well, will you be willing to die for me? Is, is, is Jesus worth that? Is our commitment to Christ that costly? I mean, I mean that in the strongest sense of the question. Would you be willing to die for Christ? We have it pretty easy here in the United States, but this isn't the case all over the world. If we're going to be a Great Commission church and we're going to send people to the ends of the earth, if we're going to go on short-term trips to, to the ends of the earth, perhaps some of us would be called to, to die for Christ. Would you do it? Let me ask a difficult follow-up question. What is perhaps even more difficult, more costly than martyrdom? Is there anything? Anything more difficult than, than giving your life away for, for Christ for the sake of the gospel? Is there anything? How about this? You die every single day. That's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 31. He says, I die daily. My life is not my own. I am dead. I am dying to my own desires, whether they are sinful or even good, so that I can have God's best. I'm dying to my own agenda saying, God, what do you want from my life? I'm dying to my own comforts. Man, I, would, I don't have to have the finest things in life. I would rather give than receive. How about dying to your dreams? Man, my life is in your hands, God. Whatever you want with my life, I give it over to you. I think the only thing more difficult and more costly than martyrdom is dying every single day to follow Christ. And here's the beautiful deal, okay? There is an exchange. When this happens, when you deny yourself and take up your cross and die to yourself every single day, here's the beautiful news. You gain you gain more and more and more and more and more of Christ. This is why he doesn't stop with deny yourself and take up your cross, but he says, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. This is how he ends this, this condition of what it looks like to be in with him and follow him. We give up ourselves so that we might have Christ. Jesus is after our ultimate allegiance here, and he is saying to give up self is to have me. You know, I had lunch with a, a new friend this week, and he asked me a great question. I wish everyone would ask me this question. He said, what's your philosophy of life? And so I can give that to you pretty, pretty succinctly. It's what Paul says in Philippians 1.21, to live is Christ. There's my philosophy of life in four words. And then I had the privilege of kind of unpacking that for him. And it means, you know, Jesus, I believe Jesus is the son of God, that he's, he's, he's the one who deserves all of my allegiance and affections and worship. And so now my life is defined by him. My identity is not in what I do or what other people think about me. My identity is found in Christ. He defines what I'm about. And not only that, he drives everything that my life is about. So now my motivations, my desires are being fine-tuned and worked out in line with what he wants for my life. So when Jesus moves, I move. 
What Jesus loves, I love. What Jesus hates, I hate. What brings Jesus joy brings me joy. My life is all about him. I am seeking to follow in his footsteps day by day by day, one step at a time. You see, what I love about this, you say, well, man, this is not easy, Tanner. Like, this is hard. What, Jesus is the standard? How are we supposed to follow after him? Well, this is the beautiful news of the gospel. You see, Luke 23, 9.23, follows what? 9.21 and 22. So we've just heard that Jesus would go and he would die on a Roman cross for the salvation of the world. In other words, think about this. Whatever God calls us to, he will give us the strength to fulfill. So when a person chooses to follow Christ, they have all of the resources and strength necessary to carry out these commands, to deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow him because the gospel of receiving Christ and his sacrifice and resurrection brings a totally new life to us who would receive this invitation. So Jesus is not calling us to do something that is impossible, but he's calling us to a whole new way of life that is empowered by the same grace that gets us in in the first place. So have you answered this call to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Here are some motivations. If you're wrestling with this, and this, by the way, is, is something that it doesn't matter if you're new to Christianity and kind of exploring this, or if you've been a Christian for most of your life, this is a call that we have to answer every single day. So we all need to hear these motivations. Verse 24, what does Jesus say? For whoever would lose his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So Jesus is, is giving this paradox here, this wordplay. He says to save your life, which is to fail to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. To save your life now is going to lead to losing your life then. Face the judgment of God, eternal separation from God. But, here's the good news, to lose one's life now, which is to deny self, take up cross and follow Jesus, leads to receiving eternal life. It's a question of worth. What is worth more, your life or the eternal and abundant life that Jesus gives? And this should be a no-brainer, right? Lose your life now so that you can gain it and have the life that Jesus gives. And then he moves down in verse 25 and he says this. He says, for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? And so now we've moved to the terminology of the marketplace again, kind of assessing, hey, what, what, what is the best deal here? And Jesus lays out in very strong terms. He says, look, by the world's way of thinking and its standards, you can have everything going for you. You can have maximum assets, whether they, however you define that. You can be you know, the, the man, the woman, the one that everyone looks to, everyone loves, has prestige and popularity. You can have all of the power that you crave. You can have money pleasure. But in, at the end, Jesus says, you can have the whole world and you can still forfeit your soul. Jesus is calling us not to cheap grace, but to costly grace. Listen again to Bonhoeffer. He says this, costly grace is the treasure hidden in a field, Matthew 13. 
For the sake of it, a man will gladly go and sell all that he has. Costly grace is the pearl of great price to buy which the merchant will, merchant will sell all of his goods. And is the kingly rule of Christ for whose sake one will pluck out the eye which causes him to stumble. It is the call of Jesus Christ at which the disciple leaves his nets and follows him. Costly grace is the gospel which must be sought again and again. The gift which must be asked for, the door at which the man must knock. Such grace is costly because it calls us to follow and it is grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. Listen to this. It is costly because it cost a man his life and it is grace because it gives a man the only true life. So we are, as a church, as those who follow Christ, we just want to understand what it really means to follow Jesus. And so on the one hand, we do not want to dilute the gospel and the cost of discipleship. And at the same time, we do not want to dilute the rewards that come from following Christ. Because to follow him is to have life as it was always intended to be. It is to know abundant and eternal life. You can have the world and absolutely have nothing, but if you have Christ, you have it all. This is the invitation that Jesus gives. And he closes this, this passage by saying this, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. So here's what Jesus says. He sums it up by saying this. Hey, I am sending out this invitation to you. And I hope you're hearing this invitation for yourself this morning. He's putting out this invitation and he's saying, hey, if you want to follow me, this is what your life needs to look like. I'll give you the grace to make it happen. And if you choose to follow me, look, you are going to have life. But, 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 to, to not follow me, to not deny yourself and take up your cross, you're going to lose it. And if that's your decision, one day you will stand before me, before the Father, before, before all of the, the holy angels. And if you do not choose to embrace and follow me, then what's going to happen there is this is going to be a moment of great shame. I will be ashamed of you if you are ashamed of me. Conversely, if, if we're unashamed of Christ, now he will be unashamed of us then. So once again, it's the gift of life that he holds out to each of us. The cost of Christ is the cost of his cross. We lose our life, but in losing our life, we actually gain it for him. I love what Jesus does in the Gospels. Listen to this. The, the very first words to his disciples are what? Follow me. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will show you what it looks like to, to really care for and love people. And now in Luke 9, he brings it back around again. He says, if you want to come after me, this is what it looks like to follow me. But how does, how does Jesus end in the Gospel of John? Chapter 21, some of his last words to the disciple Peter, he asks him a series of questions, actually the same question three times. He says, do you love me? Peter says, you know I love you. He says, well, well feed my sheep. And then Jesus asks the same question, like, do you love me, Peter? And Peter says, what are you talking about? Jesus, you know, you know me, you know I love you. He says, well, tend, tend to my flock, take care of my people. 
And then a third time, Jesus asked the same question. Do you love me? And Peter's like, what? And Jesus says, what? The last two words to Peter, what? Follow me. This is the invitation to us, for us this morning. I want want us to go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. And I want to ask you just to to look in the kind of the mirror of your life and and say, is is this real to me? Have I really answered this, this call? Have I heard the call of Jesus to follow him with my life? Am I willing to give up everything that I might have Christ? God, would you give us the grace to see our need for you? you would show us the, the infinite value of what it looks like, what it means to follow you, to have life in you. And Father, what it, what it looks like to, to give up everything to go and to, to follow. So Father, for, for those that may be wrestling with what it looks like just to die for the first time and say, you know what, I'm done with, with my old way of living. I want to come and to follow Christ with my life. Lord, I pray that you would give them grace to follow you even now. And, and for those of us who have made that decision long ago, Lord, we pray that you would help us to make the decision every single day. The cost is not too great because the reward is even greater. So Lord, would you teach us that? Would you move us to follow you today? We pray in Jesus' name, amen.